Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no man understands him, however in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. You know, one of the passages of scriptures I think that is so important for us as believers to understand is verse chapter 13, verse 1. Chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says, If I speak with tongues of men, what are tongues of men? I'm speaking to you with tongues of men. The Bible says that I, I need to, you know, I, I, I can bless myself and edify myself if I pray in an unknown tongue. By the power, because I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, working within my spirit, who's touched my spirit and who has filled my spirit. Bible says that through that, I can pray in tongues, but, but I edify myself. But to edify the church, if I don't have, if it's not a prophetic word that is coming with an interpretation, then I need to teach it in lone tongues so that everybody can be edified. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 says this, If I speak with tongues of men and of angels. This is what he was talking about. Please leave that up there for a moment. What language do angels speak? Angels do not speak in tongues of men. That's why he made a diversity of understanding there. Angels speak where the language in what nation they come from. Where do they come from? They come from heaven. There's a heavenly language. There's a heavenly language. And let me just say this, where do you come from today? You can say, well, I come from South Africa. I come from England. I come from, you know, my roots come from the United States my, or from Australia or wherever we are in the world, from any nation in Asia or wherever we come from, we could say this. But in reality, once you've been born again, you've been born again not of corruptible seed but incorruptible. The corruptible seed was what we was first born again with. Where all men have failed, but we've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. The truth and the reality is, is that this outer man is not who you are, but the inner man is who you are. You are an eternal being. You are a spirit that lives in a body. You have a soul. The language in which you speak has been given to you. How do I say this? And why do I say this? Exactly what I meant in 1 Corinthians 14 too, exactly what Paul said. When he said this in 14.2, just the next chapter in 1 Corinthians 14.2, he says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he's speaking mysteries. 1 Corinthians 14.4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. 1 Corinthians 14.14.15. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 through 15 says this, For I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. For if I pray in in an unknown tongue, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Sometimes people might say, well, what good is that going to do me? Well, well, I just have to be honest with you. you. You just said something that you need to think about what you just said. Because you're more than just your mind. And thank God for a mind and a good mind, but that mind is not eternal. 
and your spirit is, and your spirit knows more than your mind does. And you're smarter in the spirit than you are in the mind. You can educate the mind like a computer and put all kinds of stuff into it, but yet still it is weak. It has all kinds of issues on the inside of it. The greater part of you is in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. The greater part of you is your spirit man who lives on the inside of you who can absorb and understand the very wisdom and the knowledge of God, which you will renew your mind and teach your mind and how to think, how to follow, to put pride down and arrogance down. See, the mind can be real haughty and prideful and say, yeah, well, if I can't understand it, why do I need it? Because you're living out of your soul. And the soul must be renewed according to the reality of the truth that's going on. And you'll see a lot clearer. You'll understand a lot more. And your mind will be able to receive better things without all of the other things going through the filter that are attached to many of those ideas that come to us and teachings and knowledge and other things that come to us. You'll be able to discern between what's good and evil. Paul said it like this in verse 15. He says, I will pray with the Spirit. Or what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. And I will also pray with the understanding. He didn't say that it was totally wrong in the mind, but it, because he said pray with the understanding, but oftentimes that's all we do. But we're limited when we pray in the understanding, only to the level of the knowledge and what we want and how we think it ought to go and to the things that we believe we want and to have and how things ought to happen. But see, when you pray in an unknown tongue, when you pray in the Spirit, your spirit man prays. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Verse 26, it tells us all, and when you read that scripture, it tells us that, that the Spirit of God will help your weaknesses, for you do not know how to pray for as you ought to pray. Isn't that something? It tells us that you don't know how to pray for like the things you need to pray for. And when you don't know how to pray for the things that you need to pray for, the Spirit himself will make groanings. He will, he will couple with you to pray out the very will of God. Isn't that something? He'll couple with you. And let me just say this just for a minute. He will, he will, he through your spirit, will begin to pray out the very perfected will of God for your life because you don't know how to pray for the things that you ought to pray for. You're trying to figure it out with your own mind. But God knows and he understands. And that's why we need to pray in the spirit, why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important for each and every man because we are limited to the, our understanding and reasoning of what the will of God is. And when we pray in an unknown tongue, we pray out of the spirit, we pray in certain areas, God will begin to touch that mind through that prayer and he'll begin to go, okay, this is what I'm praying about. Is that the direction you want me to go? And next thing you know, he'll start to highlight these things to you say well I just don't have the time for it then what you say you don't have time for it so you're living your life based on your own reasoning no you need to take time to pray in the spirit you need to take time to sing with the spirit and sing with the understanding also I'm telling you today, the Holy Spirit is not just a special gift for a few people who are in the church. This gift is not. This manifestation is not just for a few people in the church, but for anyone who will humble themselves and receive him. And the scripture is very clear about this. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 39 says this. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 39 says Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. 
I like that. Then there's a semicolon. Or he could put a period there because the sentence is finished. But he included this. He says, also you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for this promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off. And he's talking about time, not distance. As many as the Lord our God will call. Who are the, now, now think about that. Who's God calling today? Those who know him, those who believe him. Acts chapter 4, verse 31 says, And when he had prayed, the place where, sh- uh, where they were assembled together was shaken. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is the disciples or the apostles of, of the Lamb who have, was in the upper room. They've already had that experience. Now it's a little bit later on, and it says in verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. You see, even they were filled again. You know, the Bible tells us uh, a great passage of Scripture out of Ephesians. Chapter 6 says this, Verse 17, Ephesians 5, I'm sorry, Ephesians 5, verse 17 says this. It says, wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 5, 17. Be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. See, there's character. There's, there's a, a, a mindset in that area. There is a, something going on in the spirit, not only in the understanding, but also out of your spirit. Remember Paul said, he says, when I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. I'm not praying unto men. My, my, even my mind is unfruitful, but I'm praying to God. In the spirit, the mysteries of God are being spoken and prayed out. What are the mysteries? The things that we don't understand by our own intellect and reason, that we're laying up things that's to come, and we're praying over things that we do not even know of. We're praying over things for our family, our lives, the body of Christ, the, the, the appearing of the Lord Jesus. We're praying over a lot of things that we don't even understand what we're praying over. And we're also, in that time, edifying ourselves. You're laying up... For yourself, wisdom, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The Holy Spirit isn't there. I tell you, the Holy Spirit will make you look like a genius. Oh, glory to God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Come on, we're talking about the day of Pentecost. We're talking about the Feast of Wheat. We're talking about the purpose in the outpouring. We're talking about the person that shows and remains and will manifest and will, we can have communion and, and know and, and to have fellowship with continually. Because when your spirit becomes connected to his spirit, 
See, this is another thing that praying in tongues will help you do. It'll help you get out of your brain. Help you get out of your mind and your reasoning and your thinking and all of the pressures of life and all of the stuff that's going on around you. And start, you start getting out of the, the mindset of things and you, you start getting into the Spirit and you start praying in the Spirit and you start coupling up with the Holy Spirit of God and His Spirit and, His Spirit and your Spirit. And you begin to work together for this is where the Bible says for all things work together for good. This is what he's talking about. You say, Pastor, well, I have been saved. But I don't pray in tongues, and I don't know if I need that. Why didn't God give me that when I got saved? If he wanted me to have it, he would have gave it to me when I was born again. Well, let's just see what the Scripture says about that. Let's see if there's something more than the work of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit upon that Word in salvation. Acts chapter 8, verse 14 says this. When the apostles heard that what happened as they were in Jerusalem, they heard what happened in Samaria because they had received the word of God. This is Acts 8, 14. They had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them who when they had come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see that? You don't baptize people in the name of the Lord Jesus who are not born again. They had received the word of God in this city, and they were water baptized. But yet they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit. He had not yet fallen upon none of them. So they came, and they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 9 Verse 17, Acts 9, verse 17, says this, And Ananias went his way. This is a beautiful place. This is where Paul the apostle was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He already had an encounter with Jesus, got knocked off his donkey, knocked off his whatever he's riding, his horse or whatever there, he got knocked off, landed on the ground, had an encounter with Jesus, said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Jesus spoke to him and said, you're the one that you're persecuting me. You're not just persecuting his people. You're actually persecuting me. He said, it's got to change. He said, all right, I'll do whatever you want me to do. You are Lord. And the Bible says he went and he was in a house. And Ananias came to him because Jesus manifested himself, spoke to him, gave him a, 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 a dream to go and to See Paul or Saul at that time, and he didn't want to do it. He questioned it, but the Holy Spirit prompted him to do, to do this, Ananias. And he went near to the house and laid, and laying his hands on Paul, he said, "Brother Saul, brother Saul, I like that." See, he was born again, brother Saul. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, right? He called him brother Saul. Hey, brother Saul. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came, he sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see that? This is where Paul, the apostle, Saul of Tarsus, was filled with the Holy Spirit of God after his conversion on the road to Damascus. He says, and immediately there fell from his eyes something that was like scales, and he received his sight at once. You know, I have heard people teach and taught doctrines that Paul had an eye problem. 
Well, this ought to mess up that doctrine from being correct. Are you hearing me? The Bible says he received his eyesight at once. And he arose and was baptized. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles. How did they know that? These, there was Gentiles there. This was of the, the Jewish people who had been born again and received the, the, the salvation of the Messiah who believed upon Jesus and had been baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues and they're having a meeting and Peter's preaching and there's a bunch of Gentiles in the room and the Bible says that they, 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 they received the word of God as he was preaching and while he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on all them who heard the word and they said, Wow. Check this out. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit needs to have more, uh, as the church, the church, I'll say it like this, the church needs to have more of these kind of moments where the, the, just the message gets messed up, where the preacher starts going, well, hey, well, I guess, I guess, I guess we're done. We're done with our bit, man. God didn't, they received. There it is. Wow. Woo. It messed up Peter's message. He had a good one going if you've ever read it, uh, Acts chapter 10. It was powerful. As he was teaching and preaching, man, the Holy Ghost, he was on fire. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost just fell in the room because they were hearing the word and receiving the word of God, believing on what they heard. All of a sudden, that's what happens. See, the Holy Ghost shows up where anybody believes, the hearing of the word. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will, Spirit will manifest himself. He will, he, will, he will take the word of God and he will testify of it. He will, he will follow after it with signs and wonders, signs following the hearing of the word. Oh, it's so awesome. And the Holy Ghost fell on all those who heard the word. I believe you the Holy Ghost can fall right there in your house today, right where you are listening today, right here in this room today. And it says, how did they know? For they all heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. You see, oftentimes we're trying to figure out a, a formula, but in this formula, there's really not much one except that a person must be born again. Believe upon the Lord Jesus. Believe in the word of God that they're hearing and be saved and, and make him Lord. Here, at the same time that they were born again, boom, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Other times that I just read, like in Samaria, they'd received the word of God, been water baptized, and was going on about their day and believing in Jesus and wonderful works. And then, woo, God has saved us. And then, uh, then they came and laid hands on them to receive the Holy Spirit after that. See, there's diversity. It didn't happen all at the same time. But every person though, that did receive was those who believed upon the Lord Jesus, believed the word that they heard, and the Holy Spirit began to work. But they all were re received the Holy Spirit, and every person in the Bible that was baptized in the Holy Spirit all spake with tongues. Why would it be any different today? It's not. It just depends on if we're going to humble ourselves and receive the Holy Spirit into our life. If we're going to get out of our head thinking, get under our heart thinking. If we're going to begin to not just live by our carnal mind and by the spiritual mind which is in you, that new born again spirit, if we're going to believe God because if he could do that work, why can't he do the others? So they said to him, out of Acts chapter 9, verse 19, I like this. Don't know if I've read this one yet too, but I'm going to. 
Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 6 says, And it happened while Paulus was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, We've not so much as even heard whether there's a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, And to them, what were you baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. And, and, and then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Think about that for a moment. The Father determined it was not enough just to send his Son as a teacher, a prophet, a healer, redeemer, and Savior, but he did not stop there in his pursuit of our restoration, our redemption, our life on earth and what is to come, and the outpouring so that we could be a witness and do the works of Christ in the earth today, to allow the Holy Spirit to manifest himself to unbelievers. See, he had taken his own spirit, and everyone who would receive did. The most precious and sacred thing we possess as humans today is our spirit, is the core of our being, the essence of our existence, and we cannot give it to another but the uncreated God is not bound by the laws governing human spirits, and he can and will share his spirit with us. So today, if you were saved and yet not have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, ask God to fill you today. Be filled. If you are saved and filled, ask God to fill you anew. If you are unsaved today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, won't you first ask him to save you? Forgive you and confess Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as your Lord and ask Him to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.